I need a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. And make it snappy. Welcome to that Vacation Company podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, excuse me. So today we are continuing in our 48 Hours series, and we're visiting Columbus, Ohio. And our intro today, uh, we'll, we'll explain it later. You'll find out. Uh, yeah, so uh, at part of this series is we talk about... Uh, what if you're in a city traveling for work or or for pleasure, but you find yourself with only 48 hours or less? And it's kind of based on a TV series that we had once uh, gotten into with a beloved travel host uh, who has since passed away, Anthony Bourdain. I used to have this TV series called Layover. It was a very sh- uh, short-run series, not his main TV uh, shows that he had, but uh, it was basically the same premise. Like, you got to... A small window in a city, what do you do? Uh, so we spent, um, you know, a little bit over 48 hours, but roughly to that time, in Columbus, Ohio, back in 2016-ish. And uh, yeah, so we, we had some fun. There's a lot of good stuff to see, and we're going to talk about that today. And uh, turn it over to Chanel. She's going to introduce um, kind of the area that we maybe spent the most time around other than uh, where we were working. So I'll let her introduce that area. Okay, so we hit the we hit the food and shopping jackpot in Columbus. There is a fabulous little area, um, neighborhood shopping district called Short North. If you are familiar with Columbus, you are probably familiar with this area because it seemed to be a hot spot for date night and um, all of your urban sort of hipster types. Hipster. I don't know. I don't know if hipster is still a thing. I don't think that's a thing anymore. But anyway, um, you get the you get the vibe. You get the you get the type. Um, so Short North was fabulous. We really enjoyed it. Like I said, we hit the food jackpot. We just ate it so many great places um, within a short distance. Short North is just a great walking, shopping restaurant district. Um, I'll read the blurb here that Caleb has about it. The Short North Arts District sits along the stretch of High Street between downtown and Ohio State's campus and is signified by the 17 lighted arches that line the main thoroughfare. At its heart, The Short North is an arts neighborhood, as evidenced by the many murals along the sides of the buildings. Beyond that, it's a hub of activity, activity offering more than 100 restaurants, galleries, and boutiques, and booming with new mixed-use and residential development. So that's uh, probably their own blurb uh, about uh, what Short North is. So it was great restaurants, lots of art galleries and bars, seems to have plenty of nightlife. So if you're in the Columbus, Ohio area for any length of time, this is a great spot to visit and get a bit of the local culture um, and get some great food. There's great food around you can just you know kind of like bing bang boom into each restaurant and wherever you land you're probably going to find some really fabulous food so i'll let caleb talk about the first place that we ate at um which was really great so we checked out uh an italian restaurant called marcella's and it is uh one of the restaurants that uh is still open today uh, they survived COVID, at least that's what the interweb seems to show. And uh, we're, we're very thankful for that. We love it when some of these local restaurants uh, are able to survive such a terrible year. Uh, but th- this was a, a lovely Italian restaurant with really, really great food. 
Uh, they have something called the risotto del giorno, risotto of the day. And that's what I ordered. Uh, so it, it it's obviously, you know, chef's choice each day. Um, and I'll post a picture of what I had. But unfortunately, I actually can't really remember uh, what all was in my risotto. I do remember that I liked it. And I do remember that I took a picture of it. So I will share that with you. Um, the overall, the atmosphere, the food, all of it was wonderful. So I would highly suggest Marcella's if you are in the uh, short north area of Columbus, Ohio. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, I strongly suggest going and checking out the short north area. Um, so yeah, that was uh, the only restaurant that I got to eat at uh, in short north because I had a busy day ahead of me uh, the following day. So that was the day we arrived. Typically what would happen, we would fly in often in the afternoon, we would uh, get checked into our hotel, and then we would go explore, find a restaurant to eat at. Uh, and we had heard about Short North uh, via our contact on all things food, Chad Manser, who is going to be joining us as a guest um, one of these days when his schedule cleans up a little bit here. And we'll get him on, and I think the, the city that we're going to talk about is Athens, Georgia, me and him. Uh, got some good stories on that one, but um, he found Short North and pointed us in the direction of Marcella's, and I thank him profusely for it because it was yummy. Yeah, I remember that being a really great spot. Um, I was trying to remember and recall what I ate. I I know that it was something cheese-related. <laughs> I know that it was really good. I remember that much. I feel like it was kind of like a cheese plate or like a... Um, something I was, I was just perusing their menu now, look, trying to see if I could find something that sparked my memory. And I, um, they probably changed their menu up some since then. So, um, but I remember that it was really enjoyable. I remember it was one of those places where the atmosphere is really enjoyable, just, um, ambient and great for conversation, just a great vibe. Um, we were there with people that we enjoyed. And so we were just having a good time. Uh, it's one of those restaurant memories that I have where it's like, wow, I had a really great time there. Um, so that was Marcella's. And um, Caleb, like he said, he can't comment on a lot of the other eateries that were there because um, uh, his schedule, unfortunately, when he when we would travel, would get very busy very quickly. And I had a little bit more lag time in mine. And I believe that this was one of the times that maybe I didn't have olive. So I may have... Nope, Caleb says no, I did have olive with... So it, they blur together sometimes. But um, one of the places that we got to try when Caleb was busy with work um, was a place called Brassica, also in the short north district. This place was amazing. If you are a Greek food fan in any in any kind of way, I definitely would recommend Brassica. It's a uh, simple menu, which I prefer. To me, you know a place, uh, there's a, a good indication that they might be good at what they do if they have a limited menu, limited to certain things. That is not always the case, but I find that it is often the case when the menu is limited to a few things that they do very well instead of a ton of things that they do okay-ish. So that was the case with Brassica. It's sort of Greek food um, that's maybe taken up a notch to the next level, a little bit elevated, if you will. That word gets used a lot in food culture these days, but that's what it was. And I had, I do believe I had 
chicken shawarma. And you're probably like, ho-hum, like everybody gets that at a Greek restaurant. But this was like really off the charts good. And I, I believe I got their fries as well. And those were just really amazing. And the other ladies, because it was kind of a, I, I want to say it was me and some other ladies that were eating here. We all were just raving about how delicious it was. And I think we just, well, Chad may have probably found it and recommended it. I'm, I'm guessing because like I said, he was our go-to food guy. And so we were just kind of like, okay, he recommends it. We'll go try it out. And uh, it did not disappoint. So Brassica is fabulous. Another thing that we really enjoyed when we had a little bit of lag time was just checking out some of the unique shops in the short North area. There were lots of those. And one that I remember in particularly was called Tiger Tree. Uh, just a great Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe this shop. There was just so many fun things, so many unique things, sort of urban, um, cool, just a lot of really fun things there, Uh, fun gifts for people and things like that. They also had a sister store nearby called Cub Shrub, so Tiger Tree and Cub Shrub. I remember getting some cute little things for Olive at Cub Shrub, and as I looked it up just now, I noticed that um, the store still exists, but not in the same location. So it is still in Ohio, just in a different locale. It was a great store, and it was actually where I picked up one of the first books in a series of books that Olive, Olive and I and us as a family have come to love. Uh, It was called C is for Castle. It was a medieval alphabet book, um, which was a lot of fun. And they do lots of different alphabet books for different time seasons, like um, time frames. Like there's one for the roaring 20s and uh, there's one for the atomic age. Like A is for Adam and it's sort of a 50s and 60s atomic uh, mid-century modern funky vibe. So a lot of fun books uh, by Greg Peprocki, and we found our first one at Cub Shrub. So that was a fun place to find. Yeah, so uh, the next day uh, would have, for us, always been a Friday. Um, we were working, and so the purpose of these travels was a traveling, um, we called them rallies, but uh, basically a traveling church service if uh, you're not familiar with that type of thing, uh, there would have been music, there would have been uh, preaching and all of that. Um, and we helped with that in various roles. My role was um, the production side of things. So uh, I was at the venue working all day on Friday. And it was right there on the campus of Ohio State, the Ohio State University, at the Mershon Auditorium. Uh, which is part of the Wexner Center for the Arts. It's on the campus. It's part of the campus. And uh, really a great location. Uh, Still not too far from the short north area, so a lot of this was in walking distance. And I think that our hotel was somewhere, again, halfway in between the airport and the venue. We often did that because uh, kept uh, where we were sleeping close enough to the airport and close enough to the venue where we weren't trekking all over creation. Uh, But... I was looking for lunch. Me and a couple of the other production guys were looking for lunch. This was one of the rare opportunities where we had the chance to get off campus to go or out of the venue to get some food, though we were on foot. And right across the street from the venue was a place called Chumley's. Uh, Now, unfortunately, Chumley's is closed. 
Uh, but I do want to share this story because I just think it was probably, um, you know, one of the funnest little stories that I have to share about the traveling days because a good friend of mine and I always had this like ongoing thing, an ongoing quest, if you will, and that was to find a Diablo sandwich. Uh, many of you are familiar with the smoking and the, Smokey and the Bandit movie, and there's that scene where uh, the the sheriff or whatever he is, uh, Buford T. Justice, uh, walks into a bar and you know, as I said at the beginning, says, uh, "Give me a Diablo sandwich and a Dr Pepper," and uh, I wanted to find a Diablo sandwich. Uh, and so at Chumley's, I found on their menu a Diablo chicken sandwich. But unfortunately, they did not serve Dr. Pepper. I'm not even a Dr. Pepper fan, but I would have ordered it just because. Now, the big letdown in all this, it was actually a really good sandwich. The big letdown in this is that the Diablo sandwich is not a chicken sandwich. Uh, it's actually more akin to a sloppy joe uh, with a little bit of heat. And uh, so this was not exactly that, but the Diablo sandwich at Chumley's was quite tasty. And I'm glad that I found it. I'm glad that I got to do that. Um, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that you find, uh, if you find something like that on the menu, you got to get it. You got to order it just because it was in a movie. You got to do it. Uh, so that's one of the things that we did as well. Uh, that night, we did a little bit of late car, late night drive-through munching. Um <laughs> Oftentimes, these events would leave us looking for dinner anywhere from 11.30 p.m. to 1 in the morning. Uh, this this particular evening, we stopped at a White Castle drive-thru. And uh, how, do you de- how do you describe White Castle? I don't know. Uh, me- well, imagine you're trying to find dinner at midnight, and you also want to wake up hurting. That's White Castle. <laughs> Uh, but for real, it's an experience though. You know, you gotta, you gotta have that experience at least once in your life because that's why they make Pepto-Bismol. So we went and we ordered some White Castle. If you're not familiar with what White Castle is, it's like slider type burgers. They're, they're like the originators of the slider movement. I can remember in the early nineties eating White Castle and going to Minnesota Twins games, uh, with my family in, in the Minneapolis area of Minnesota, and uh, I do remember it tasting better as a kid. Now I just remember it hurting. So uh, if you ever get the chance and you're not really worried about, you know, waking up, you know, feeling great, maybe try White Castle. Yeah. The one thing that we'll mention in passing before we close out this episode is that um a lot of the times when we would do these trips, Caleb and I, because we would have Olive in tow, we would often get our own rental cars so that we weren't dependent on the group transportation. And this was one of those such times where we picked up a rental car so that I could have the freedom to come and go with Olive as needed. And um, this was one of those times where I learned an important life lesson, never to fully trust a backup rear view camera. Um, This is just a general life lesson for you folks. Um, Backup cameras are great for a lot of things, but not if you're backing up behind a semi in which your camera is lower than the semis, uh, the back of the semi. 
I'll tell you more about it in a fun short episode that we are coming up with called our 48 Hours Outtakes. But let's just say things did not go well for the rental car. And this is a good point um, to be aware of what kind of rental car insurance you have or if the credit card that you're using to uh, to rent your rental car has insurance. Those things are very good things. Ask your travel agent about them. Um, but we'll talk more about that funny, at the time it wasn't so funny, but now it's funny event uh, in our mini episode that we're talking about. Yeah, just one kind of off, off, like launching off of that type of comment. You know, we as travel agents, we often encourage people to purchase the trip insurance. And though this story wasn't exactly um, an instance where we actually used trip insurance, we did use car rental insurance. Um, it was very important for us to, uh, I, I don't know, mention, because we don't, I don't think we've ever mentioned it before, but travel insurance uh, definitely is something, you just heard the door close, Chanel walked out. Um, Travel insurance is something that oftentimes people look at as a gimmick. Oftentimes people look at as, oh, I don't need that because I'm definitely going on this trip. But as I've experienced on more than one occasion, plans can change in a moment. You don't rent a car expecting to have an accident while you're working. You're thinking, oh, 48 hours in Columbus, I'm not going to get in a wreck. Uh, you know, you you don't book a cruise um thinking like yeah i might i'm not you know i'm i'm not gonna get sick the day before but those things happen and so i definitely advise when people are traveling to at least look into the travel insurance look into those things now uh this last year has taught us a lot of things with the pandemic and that is that a lot of travel insurances don't cover existing pandemics but there are all sorts of things that we as travel agents are aware of that we can help you with where we still find ourselves saying, like, travel insurance is a really good thing. Chanel and I just booked a vacation for ourselves in September, uh, and we we purchased the travel insurance, and we purchased it to cover flights and to cover our stay because things happen. The unexpected happens. So we encourage you to check that out. And that, you know, all brings us to the, the thing we mention every episode, and that's if you are interested in booking a trip, uh, whether it's to Columbus, Ohio, or somewhere else, whether it's for work or for pleasure, we can help you with that. We are that vacation company. We are a travel agency and a podcast. And we can help you look into all of the wonderful things that you can do in these areas, as well as give you a free, no-obligation quote to help you make a decision on your travels. So hit us up, That Vacation Co. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, thatvacationco.com. Uh, you can find all of our contact information online or in the show notes of the podcast, and we would love to help you out. And as always, we are That Vacation Company, serving you the most delightful destinations. <laughs>